Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. I'm excited to be able to preach today. We're currently in a sermon series called God Grant My Request. And today we're wrapping up our three-week sermon series. And so today is the last week of that series. And uh, if you're new today, we've been looking at different ways where God could hear our, our, our prayers and hear the, the things that are in our hearts and how God can grant our requests. And we've been really dissecting first. Uh, Chronicles chapter 4 verses 9 through 10 which is our theme verse and which really goes through a lot of different ways that we've been able to get direction for this entire series and here's what those verses say starting at verse 9 it says now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers and his mother called him Jabez saying because I bore him in pain and Jabez called on the Lord of Israel saying oh that you would bless me indeed and that's where we got our sermon title for week number one of bless me and enlarge my territory and that's where we got last week's sermon series of enlarge my territory and that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Keep me from evil. That I might not cause pain. So the Lord granted him what he requested. And that's where we got the sermon series title for this for the last three weeks of God grant my request. How many of you have requests of the Lord and you want him to hear your requests? Amen. And so for the last three weeks we've been learning, or last two weeks we've been learning about this prayer of Jabez and how either during childbirth or shortly thereafter he caused so much pain to his mom either during childbirth or shortly thereafter that she actually named him Jabez, which means pain or sorrow. So we've gone through the life of, of Jabez, and we learned how he had so much pain and how he had this pain in his past, but how he overcame the pain of the past so that the Lord could bless him. And that's a word for some of us here today, because we ourselves have also maybe experienced some pain in our past. But just like Jabez overcame the pain of the past, so must we, so that we can experience all of the blessings that the Lord has for us as well. Because just because we have had pain does not disqualify us from being able to experience the blessing of the Lord. And how many of you know that that's true in your own life? Amen. And so we looked at the life of Jabez. We looked at the life of Abraham and how God gave Abraham seven blessings and how God doesn't just want to bless Jabez or just bless, just bless Abraham, but he also wants to bless us in our lives today as well. And so today I want to preach a message that I titled, Keep Us From Evil. And we're going to talk about the divine protection of the Lord that is over our lives. Now, whenever we get into a car, we always put on a seatbelt so that we could be protected protected. And so if we put on a seatbelt, that'll keep us protected of certain things. If we don't put on that seatbelt, how many of you know we won't be as protected? It's conditional. If we want to have protection while we're driving, there's some things we have to do while we're driving. Well, in the same way, in our own lives, if we want to be protected in life, there's some things that we have to do in our own lives to bring and to welcome the protection of the Lord as well. And so this morning, we're going to talk about that. Let's pray together. Would you bow your hearts with me? Lord, I thank you so much that your presence is here. God, I pray that you would anoint our time together, that you would anoint our hearts that we could receive from you, anoint our minds that we can uh, understand your word, and anoint your servant this morning. Anoint my words, that your words would literally change our lives. It's not my words that can change anyone's life, but it's your word, the word, that changes people's lives. So be with us for the next couple moments in Jesus' name. And everyone said aloud, amen. 
Amen. I want you to know that God actually wants to protect our lives and that God actually wants to keep us from evil. How many of you know that that's true? God wants to keep us from evil. And about five years ago, we moved into a home where we didn't have an alarm system. And so I I began to talk to my wife and I said, man, we really need to get an alarm system in our house to make sure that we're protected. I want to make sure our family is protected. And so we began talking about different companies that provide different services and what types of things we would want, sirens and, you know, all the different types of, of detections that are available now. And as we began to talk, it seemed like every single time I would open up my cell phone, all these different apps would pop up about alarm companies. How many of you know that your phone is always listening to you? And so we began talking about that, and finally this ad popped up, I think maybe on Facebook or something like that, and this ad got me. It said, if you sign up for two years, we'll install the entire hardware that you need for your alarm system, and we'll, do, we'll install it for free. So I signed up for the two years, and uh, I wanted to make sure that they came over and installed everything. So one day they came over, they installed all of the different sensors needed to make sure that uh, every door is protected, every window is protected, that our family is protected. And, and uh, then, so we, every single time that the, um, that the bill would come in the mail, we would pay for the bill because I wanted to make sure that not only would the sensors go off and, and the sirens go off, but I wanted to make sure that the signal would get sent to the proper authorities so that we could all make sure that we got help in times of emergency. And so about two years go by, and for that two-year period, we never had not one single emergency where a police officer had to come over to our house or where the fire department had to come over to our home. So I started reevaluating, and I thought, you know, I'm going to cancel that service. I'm just going to call and cancel it. I'll still have the equipment in my home because I already, I already did my part and my portion. They'll leave the, the hardware there. And so every night we would set the alarm. Every morning we would set the alarm when we would leave and our family would be protected still. Well, one day I had a, fam- I had a, a friend come over. He said, hey, let's spend a day together. I want to take you somewhere. He came over and right before we left, I set the alarm. And so we set the alarm. We left and he says, hey, Gary. He says, what, um, what, what provider are you with with your alarm system company? Who, you guys, who do you guys use? And I said, actually, we're not with any service right now. I just have the alarm system there. I just set the alarm. And he, he asked me a question that really made me ponder. And he said, what if, what would you do if someone broke into your house? Or what would you do if a fire started and your house started burning up and it went in into flames? Like you, of course you would hear the sirens, but there wouldn't be any signal that would get sent to anyone that could actually help you. And it made me realize in that moment that my family wasn't as protected as I thought that we were. And in life, there's so many people, there's Christians and non-Christians that get into an emergency in their own life and sirens are going off in their own life, but no signal is being sent to the Lord because somewhere along the road, they canceled their, their subscription and they have terminated and breached their terms of conditions. I want you to know that the protection of the Lord is very conditional. There are some things that we have to do in our life and if we don't do those things, we will not welcome the protection of the Lord over our life. And the truth of the matter is that so many people are living life today and they think that they're protected. They think their families are protected, but in reality, they're, they're, they're not protected as they once thought that they were. And so today I want to talk about something that is so important. And we have to be able to walk out the word of God in our own lives. And James chapter one, verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word 
and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And there are people that hear the word being preached, and they think that because they hear the word, and they think that because they know the word, they think that they're protected from evil, and, and they, they have God's protection, but they actually don't realize that they're deceiving themselves, because protection does not come from the hearing of the word. Protection does not come from the knowing of the word. Protection comes from the doing of the word. And I want to talk to you today about something that is so important in our lives, and if we will follow this area found in the word of God and fully devote to this, then we will welcome the presence of the Lord in our life. We will welcome the blessing of the Lord in our life. We will welcome the protection of the Lord in our life. And so today I want to talk to you about the tithe. Now, right when I said that, some of you said, Pastor Gary, I think I'm having a heart attack. Are, are, you, are you saying you're going to preach an entire sermon on the tithe? Is that really what you're saying, Pastor Gary? We're going to talk about the tithe. And, and listen, I, I, know, I know that some, at some point in your life, maybe you've thought this thought before. I certainly did uh, before I was ever a Christian. I thought, man, the church doesn't care about people. The church just cares about money. They just want my money. That's all they care about. And listen, I'm hoping that as we've gotten to know each other over the last 22 years, that you've gotten to know my heart, that you've gotten to know the intentions that lie behind my heart. Listen, I don't want anything from you this morning. We're not going to receive a special offering at the end of the service. We're not going to pass the offering plate again at the end of the service. Uh, I want you to know that my intentions are this. I, I don't want anything from you, but I do want something for you. And God says, I want to bless you and I want to protect you. But the only way that that happens if we don't breach our terms of conditions and cancel our service. And in life, there's so many people and so many times that we can cancel our service and not even realize that we've done so. And so I deeply desire that as we live under God's protection and, and as we begin to see that God wants to not only keep us from evil, but protect our life, that we will begin to put some of these principles in place. And I realized this morning that there are people that just gave their lives to Jesus Christ last week. I realized this morning that there are people here that you've been serving the Lord for 20 or 30, 50 or 60 years. And I want you to know that as I begin to teach this morning, uh, usually I consider myself a preacher, but today I'm, I'm going to be more of a treacher. I'm going to teach and preach, okay? So I'm going to teach the Word of God this morning. But I'm hoping that we will gain some real new revelation into the Word of God about protection of the Lord and tithing that will gain not only something that is new, but something that is fresh and something that God will speak to our hearts. And so today I want to give you five ways that the tithe keeps us from evil. Number one. The first way is this. It protects my heart from turning away from God. And I want to do an expository sermon on Malachi chapter 3 this morning. And an expository sermon, what that means is that all of our points are going to come from Malachi chapter 3. That means that we're going to break each one of these verses down one by one. And we're going to implement these different truths into our lives. And starting at verse 6, here's what the Bible says. I, the Lord, do not change. Aren't you glad this morning that we serve a God that does not change, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that Hebrews 13 and verse 8 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that's a truth for all of us today. So the things that are found in his word aren't just true for yesterday's time, but the things that are found in his word are for today's time as well. And so let's read on. It says, so you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed, verse 7, 
Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me. He's saying, listen, I know you've turned away from me, but, but would you come back to me? Would, would you return to me? He says, return to me and I will return to you. Sounds very conditional, doesn't it? If you will return to me, then I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. Then it goes on to say, but you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you in tithes and offerings? And this is so interesting because God is saying to Israel, you are robbing me because you're not tithing. And the truth of the matter is that when we do not tithe, not only are we robbing God, but we're robbing ourselves because of something that is so easy to miss. If we're not tithing this morning, then not only are we robbing God, but we're robbing, God, we're robbing ourselves of being able to live under God's protection and to live under the blessings of the Lord that he wants to give to us. And so God is saying to them, you've turned away from me because you're not tithing and you're not placing me first in your life because you're withholding the tithe. So understand this, tithing goes much deeper than just giving. It really is a spiritual issue. Tithing is something that impacts our relationships with the Lord and, and impacts our relationship with other people. Tithing really is a heart condition. And we think of tithing or we think of giving as just giving something. But really it shows a condition in our spiritual character as well. Which is why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 20, uh, 21, it says, Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And so Jesus is teaching us that there is a link between our treasure and our hearts. He's saying that wherever you place your treasures, your heart will follow. Your treasure will lead your heart. Your heart will not lead your treasure, but your treasure will lead your heart. And our treasure will set the course and direction of our heart's desire. So whenever we spend our finances on our, on our home or hobbies or sporting events or we, we feed the hungry or we, go, we, 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 we invest in the church, we invest in missionaries, we're actually investing our heart into those items. And I'm not saying that it's not okay to invest in homes or to invest in cars or hobbies, but those can't be the only areas where we invest in. We want to make sure that we're also investing in God's kingdom because we want our heart to also be invested into God's kingdom. And so our treasure, it will always lead our heart and our treasure and our heart are linked together, which is why just two verses earlier in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19 and 20, the Bible says, don't store up treasure here on earth where moth eat them and, destroy, and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. And here's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, don't just invest in clothes and, and, and food and cars and your home. Invest in other things. He said, so also store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy and where thieves cannot break in. And Jesus is saying, invest your finances into the God, into God's kingdom because this means don't follow your heart what he's saying is don't follow your heart follow follow me he says don't follow your own plan follow my plan how many of you know that our hearts can be deceitful at times and so he says don't follow your own heart i want you to follow me with the tithes and the offerings because then the tithe protects our heart from turning away from god number 2 the second way that the tithe keeps us from evil is it protects us from having the enemy devour our lives. And in verse number nine, continuing on is the same passage, it says, you are under a curse 
your whole nation because you are robbing me. Verse 11, it says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. And what that's basically saying is that there are many things that are wanting to devour our finances. Have you noticed that with the way that the economy is and interest rates and inflation, that there are things trying to devour our finances? How many of you know that that's true? And then he goes on to say, and the vine of your fruit will not drop their, uh, and, and the vines of your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe. And God is saying, I want to maximize everything that you have in your life. I want to maximize your life. I want to maximize the way you raise your children. I want to maximize your family. I want to maximize your family, says the Lord Almighty. Now, I want to broaden our perspective this morning. Because whenever God asks us to do anything in our life, like in our relationship life or our spiritual life or our health life or our working life or our financial life, if we don't do exactly what the Lord is asking us to do, it's going to produce negative effects in every area of our life. So when we don't tithe, we are actually opening up our lives to being devoured by things like greed. When we don't tithe, we're opening up our lives to being devoured to things like selfishness or impulse spending. And let me remind you that Black Friday is quickly approaching, and there will be a lot of things where you're going to want to spend and do some impulsive spending. But don't do it. You're going to regret it. Don't do the impulse spending thing. When we don't tithe, we open up our lives to the devil, and believe me, he is seeking to devour our lives. Well, Pastor Gary, what does that mean? That answer is found in John chapter 10, verse 10. It says that Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the way that we keep the enemy from devouring our lives or devouring our families or devouring our finances is to submit ourselves to God's word in every single way that he calls us to devote our lives. How many of you know that that's true this morning? In James chapter 4 and verse 7, the Bible says this, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So when the devil is attacking uh, areas of our life, and we submit ourselves to God's way, we submit ourselves to his way in our lives, and we submit ourselves to his way in our families' lives and our finances, the Bible says that the devil must flee from us because we submit to his ways. And this is such a powerful truth for every single one of us here today because the Bible says that whenever we submit to the Lord, Lord, that the devil must flee. Well, Pastor Gary, it seems like the devil's always chasing me. Well, I want you to know that that's okay. If the devil's chasing you, it's because you're doing a mighty work for the Lord. If you're getting Satan's attention, it's because you're actually doing something for Jesus. It's not a problem that Satan is chasing you. It's a problem when Satan catches you. Because if he catches you, you're not submitted. And if you're not submitted, you're not going to invite the protection of the Lord in your life. And that's why the Bible says that when we submit, he must flee. And that's why when, whenever we submit to God in our lives, we invite the protection of the Lord to really f- make the devil flee in our life. It's not something that we could do on our own. We submit, and because of the Lord's protection over our life, then it's when Satan flees from our life. Tithing protects us from having our finances to be devoured and from our lives being devoured as well. How many of you know it's a great thing when the Lord keeps, uh, keeps Satan from devouring? our lives. Amen. Number three, the third way that the tithe keeps us from evil is it protects us from trusting in ourselves. It protects us from trusting in ourselves. And when we don't submit to God's ways in every single area of our life, we're actually uh, putting our trust into our own selves. And trusting in our own selves is very dangerous. How many of you know that we don't make good gods? 
that we make terrible, terrible gods. And so whenever we put our own trust in our own selves, what we're saying is we're relying in our own ability, in our own strengths, in our own finances, which will never be able to amount to what the blessing of the Lord is in our life. Only God's resources, his strengths, his abilities, his talents are what is enough. And that's why in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10, God is talking to Israel because is, the Israelites have turned away from the Lord. And they, they fail to realize that it's actually a spiritual issue that is keeping them from allowing the Lord to impact their life spiritually, but from inviting the protection of the Lord in their life as well. So look at verse 10. It says, bring the whole tithe. Now, that, that, that's a little bit interesting to me because that language insinuates something. That when he says, bring the whole tithe. It insinuates that there must have been people there that were not bringing the whole tithe. Now, there are times when my kids will come and say, Dad, can I borrow $10? And I'll say, sure, I'll, I'll let you borrow $10. And when it comes time for me to want to recoup that $10 back, I could ask it one of two different ways. I could say, hey, can I have the $10? Or I could say, and, 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 th and th this way insinuates something, if I say, hey, hey guys, I need the whole $10. I'm insinuating that there have been times that they have borrowed money from me where they did not give me the whole $10. And if you have kids, you know that whenever they say, can I borrow, that means can I have. That, that, that money's gone, y'all. You're never going to get that money back. It's, it's, I, that's why I'll look at them and I'll say, hey, bring the whole $10 back. I'm insinuating something. And there are times where there, were, there must have been times where there were people back then that were giving a 2% or 3% or 8% or 9.9%. But God was telling them, and he addresses it, and it says, no, 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 bring the whole tithe. Don't bring part of the tithe. Bring the entire tithe. And let me explain what tithing is. I know some of you might be new to church or might be new to Harvest Church or just to this whole culture of, of church in general, but the tithe simply means Ten, a tenth. And so when we say that we're tithing, what we're doing is we're giving a 10% or a tenth of our income. And so if we're tithing, what we're doing is we're giving a full 10% of that. And if we give less than 10%, then what we're doing is we're giving offerings. And so if we're not giving a 10%, it's called an offering. But if we give more than 10%, like let's say we give 12%. Then what we're doing is the first 10% is considered the tithe, and anything above that is considered an offering. But God says in verse 10, he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Now, in modern terms, that means where we worship, wherever we worship, the church where we worship at. And again, there must have been people there that were giving part of the tithe to the storehouse, and in giving part of the tithe maybe to a family member or to a friend or to an organization. And they thought that they were tithing, but they really weren't tithing because they thought they were tithing because when you add up all of the different places where they give offerings, then it added up to the 10%. But that's not tithing. Tithing is when you give to the storehouse. In other words, where, where, you, where, you, where you attend church and where you're fed spiritually. And so this morning, if we give to... Uh, Harvest, we give 5% to Harvest Church. We give 5% to the Salvation Army. We give 2% to some other organization. We're not 
tithing, what we're doing is we're giving an offering to all of those different organizations, and God addresses that. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. In other words, bring the entire tent into the place where we attend church and where we worship together, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this. And God says, I, 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 want, I want you to stop testing yourself and start testing me. I don't want you to, test, to, to walk out your own plan. I want you to walk out my plan. And if we will begin tithing, if you'll begin tithing, watch what I will do for you, says the Lord Almighty. And this is the only place in the entire Bible where God actually says, test me in this. Remember back in the day when we were out in, uh, in school at the playground, and, we, and if someone said that they could do something and you didn't believe them, you would say, I double dog dare you. I double dog dare. There's no way you could do it. And here God is saying, I double dog dare you. He's saying, I dare you. I dare, I, I challenge you. Put me to the test and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven over your life that you can't contain all the blessing that I have for you. And so here's the, here's what, uh, what the tithe does. It protects us from trusting in ourselves. And it can be so easy for us to trust in our own selves, for us to become our own gods and trust our own abilities and to trust our own abilities in relationships or to trust our own ways in, in our work or to trust our own ways in our health or to trust our own ways in our finances or to trust our own ways in spiritual growth. But God says, don't put your trust in you. Put your trust in me. The fourth way the tithe keeps us from evil. It protects us from blocking God's blessing. And everybody wants the blessing of the Lord in their life, but there are terms and conditions that we have to uphold. If, if we do certain things that will breach these terms and conditions, we will not have the blessing of the Lord on our life. Let's look at Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. It says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my home. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open or see if I will not unlock the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. And God says, if you will put your trust in my plan instead of your plan, then I will open up the floodgates and I will unlock the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing over your life, you will not be able to contain it. And here's what tithing does. Tithing is the key that unlocks the blessings or the windows of the Lord over every single one of our lives. And there are people in life that because they're not doing what God is asking them to do, they're putting barriers between them and the blessing of the Lord. God wants to shower blessings over our lives, but we have spiritual uh, umbrellas over our life, and we have spiritual barriers over our life that are keeping God from being able to shower us with blessings. And sure, you might get a couple sprinkles on your toe of blessing. You might get your socks wet of blessings in your life, but when you're not tithing, you're going to block, you're going to restrict the Lord's blessing over your life because you're putting a barrier over your life. And when we begin tithing, what we're doing then is we will remove the spiritual umbrella. We will remove the barriers that keep the showers of the Lord from coming onto our life. Whenever we begin tithing, we will literally unlock the floodgates of heaven and where God wants to pour out so much blessing onto us. And God's desire is not that he would sprinkle our toes with blessing. God's desire is that he would shower our entire lives with the blessing that only comes 
comes from him so that we don't block the blessings of the Lord. And that's why he wants us to do relationships his way. That's why he wants us to do health his way so that we don't block the blessings of the Lord. That's why he wants us to do work his way so we don't block his blessings. That's why he wants us to do spiritual life his way so we don't block his blessings. That's why he wants us to do finances his way so we don't block his blessings. Oh, I don't just want sprinkles on my toes of God's blessing. I want God to shower my entire life. I want him to shower my family. I want him to shower my health. I want him to shower my work. I want him to shower my neighbors. I want him to shower every single area of my life. God doesn't just want to shower some parts of your life or sprinkle some parts of your life. God wants to bless every single area of your life this morning. Come on, somebody say amen. The fifth way that the tithe keeps us from evil is it protects our influence. And a lot of us haven't been taught this principle before. And it's so crucial and it's such a huge benefit to tithing. Look at verse 12. It says, Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. And God is saying that if you will submit to me, if you will yield to me, if you'll obey me, if you'll follow me, if you'll test me, then I will place so much influence over your life that everyone that sees you and everyone that recognizes you will recognize that the Lord's blessing is on your life so much so that they will actually call you blessed. And Harvest Church, your giving and your living influences people all around the world. In fact, this church is full is of so many testimonies of God changing people's lives, of people's lives being transformed and people's lives being delivered. In fact, I've never done this before, but in just a couple of minutes from now, I'm going to ask for audience participation. In just a couple of minutes from now, I'm going to allow for you to testify and to testify about how God has been in your life and how good God has been in your life because of the influence of this church. And so in a couple minutes from now, if God has touched your life in such a way that you say, man, Pastor Gary, i got to share this testimony. I'm going to invite you to come up on the stage here in just a moment and to testify and to share some testimonies. We used to call it testimony service. We used to call it where, where we would invite people up and God would just uh, would move in people's lives so much that people couldn't help but to testify about what God was doing in their life. But I want you to know that every single week people's lives are being changed. That every single week people's lives are being changed and that they're giving their lives to Jesus Christ. I mean that happens every single week. And it's so easy to take that for granted if you attend church here at Harvest Church. It's so easy to take for granted that people's lives are being changed every single week and that people's lives are being transformed and that people are giving their lives to Jesus Christ because we see it every single week here at Harvest Church. But I want to remind you that there are churches around the world that never see people's lives being changed. That, that There are church, churches all over the world where people are not giving their life to Jesus Christ. I mean, you, there are, there, they don't even see one convert in a year or five years, but here at Harvest Church, it happens every single week because you're faithful with prayers, you're faithful with giving, you're faithful with your influence. And so Harvest Church, if you have a testimony and you just got, you, you just say, man, Pastor Gary, I want to share a testimony that the Lord wants me to share. God has been so good to me because of the influence of this church. I want to go and invite you now to join me on the platform. I can take about maybe three to five people that have some testimonies about what God 
God is doing in their life. And I'm going to give you about two minutes to share these testimonies, okay? About two minutes. But you got a testimony that you just have to share. And you say, man, Pastor Gary, God has been so good in this area of my life because of the influence of this church. Come on up, and I could take up to about five. Now, when we get to about two minutes, I'm going to have to say thank you so much. I'm not being rude. It's just because for the sake of time, uh, we'll have to wrap up. But come on over, Pearl. Say, so everyone say your first and last name, and then go into your testimony. Hi, my name is Pearl Transor, and the Lord healed me of cesspus, which is affection of the kidneys, lost November the 21st. I was in a hospital for three days, very, very sick. And the Holy Spirit came to me, and he just said, this is what the Lord told me, and the Holy Spirit was telling me this. Philippians 1.6, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing, he has work for me to do. And I was just praying in the Spirit. So if you guys don't are filled with the Holy Spirit, get filled with the Spirit, because the Lord will give you that strength. He will give you that strength. Because sometimes I don't know what I'm saying, but I say it in my spirit, and the Lord it goes straight to the heaven. So nobody can, you know, sometimes oh, you're thinking all this different stuff. It goes straight to God. That's when, that's when God gave me my heavenly language, and I say it. I might not know what I'm saying, but the Holy Spirit knows it because he gave me that power. Thank you so much. Amen. If you know Pearl Transer, she's a mighty woman of God. She, she has so much strength in the Lord. We love you, Pearl. Good morning. My name is Parlisha Watts Andrews. I went back to the University of the Pacific in 2011 to finish my BA degree, and I kept and they I graduated, walked, and everything, and they told me I can't give you your paper because you didn't pass your math placement exam. And my professor said, "Wait a minute, she finished everything." They're like, "No." We'll give you time to pass it. I took it over and over and over for years. I just could not pass that math placement exam. I'm a theater major. And so uh, the Lord told me to contact the president of the university, and I explained everything to him. He said, we're going to help you. And so January of this year, um, the department, uh, educational over education department, called me. He said, Ms. Parlisha, we failed you and we're going to help you. He said, what do you like to study? I said, I'm a Christian. I love the Bible. He said, we're going to go through everything, Solomon's Temple, all of this, and we're going to study math. And if you study with me this term, then I'll give you your degree. And I want you all to know that a couple of months ago, he said, congratulations. Hey, come on. The Lord made a way where there seemed to be no way. I love that testimony. Amen. Hi, I'd just like to say my name is Diana Vega, and give that testimony. I've been clean and sober for almost seven years now. Because of your guys' prayers and my parents. And I wanted to give my testimony a long time ago before my dad died. But I know he's watching me now. And I want to say thank you because I wanted to give my testimony before Pastor Perry left. But thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. We're so proud of you. And the Bible says that there's a cloud of witnesses in heaven. I'm telling your dad is a man... He's so proud of you, and we are proud of you. We're so proud of you. My own house, my own place, and my, I have a job for more than five years now. So. Yeah. 
Amen. Come on. I just want to um, give God the glory and honor. Um, and we have been, my husband and myself have been faithful tithe payers for years and years. Thanks be to God. Uh, we wanted to pay off our house. And like about five years ago, it was like, uh, I mean, to some people, I'm sure $50,000 is not a lot because that's what we had left. Um, but I'm hearing after hearing the message and of different ministers and, and Pastor Perry really, really encourages by uh, that's why my why we're here because of Pastor Perry's not um, because of him paying off things the way he did. So um, we endeavored to pay off our house. And I could not see how in the world we could, but I trusted in the Lord. We paid our tithes. And uh, a couple of months ago, our house is debt-free. We paid it off. But the, the thing that I know was God, and because we paid our tithes, because we didn't have the money to pay it off. And we look and we go like, how did we pay this? How, you know, when we're looking at other things that happened and, and you know, we're going like, where'd the money come from? I knew it came from God because we did not have it. And even right now with the house being paid off and things come up and I'm going like, how did we pay the house off and we still got to do this and that, you know? But I know it was God and I know it was because we are faithful tithe payers. Yeah. Amen, 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 and amen. Everyone, would you stand with me this morning? You know, there, it, it doesn't make sense sometimes when, uh, when we don't have enough, it might seem like, but we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to give my tithes and my offerings. And sometimes it doesn't make sense, but let me just tell you, God will make a way even in the moment when it doesn't make any sense. And I love hearing these different testimonies because it shows that God is really at work in people's lives. Don't you love that people are giving their life to Jesus Christ every single week and that lives are being transformed and changed and delivered and that God is really doing something amazing? In fact, this morning you might be here and you might be saying, Pastor Gary, I'm, I'm new to church or maybe you got invited here this morning by someone else and you say, you know, I've, I've never given my life to Jesus Christ. I hear these testimonies and man, I want God to do something in my life. I don't want to, I don't want to keep myself from being able to be blessed. I want you to know that the prerequisite to having the blessing of the Lord in your life is to have salvation, to invite Jesus Christ into your heart, to become Lord and Savior of your life. And so this morning, if you've never given your life to Jesus, but you know, you say, Pastor Gear, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place, and I want the same blessings that were on Jabez's life and on Abraham's life and on the testimonies that we heard this morning. I want that same blessing to be on my life as well. I want you to know that the only way to make that happen is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so I'm going to pray a prayer this morning that will invite the presence of the Lord into your heart. But it's not just praying this prayer that does a saving. It's believing it that does a saving. And I'm going to, uh, here's what the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 and 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
And what that means is that as soon as you pray that prayer, that God in heaven is going to open up this book called the Lamb's Book of Life, which is basically a book that has everyone's name that is able to go into heaven because God wants to give you salvation and he wants to give you a place of rest in heaven and he wants to bless your life on this side of heaven. And so this morning, if that's you, you've never prayed that prayer, I'm going to invite you to pray this prayer with me this morning. Harvest Church, also pray with those that will be praying this as well. If you've joined us online, you might be out there and you might be saying, I also need to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to give you that opportunity as well. Would you bow your hearts with me and repeat this prayer out loud? Say, Lord Jesus, I feel your presence here today. I heard all these principles about the giving and tithing and how it's connected to the blessing and protection of the Lord. Lord, I need your protection. I need your blessing in my life. And so because of that, I want to give my life to you. I invite you, Lord Jesus, to come into my life to be Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my wrongdoing. For right now, I believe on you. I accept you and I receive you as my Lord and as my Savior. Give me the power of the Holy Spirit to do all the things you're asking me to do. I want to walk with you not only this week, but for my entire life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said aloud, amen. Amen. Now, here's what just took place. I told you earlier that the Lamb's Book of Life was opened up. And so when you gave your life to Jesus, I want you to know that you were written in permanent ink in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so you have salvation today. Harvest Church, would you rejoice with those that gave their lives to Jesus today? Amen and amen. Now, there's others of you this morning and... Uh, Maybe you didn't ever know the teachings about tithing. Maybe you didn't know what tithing even meant. Maybe you never realized what that was all about. And so this morning, I I would just love to ask you to consider becoming a tither. We're not going to receive an offering. We're not going to do anything like that. Listen, I want nothing from you. This is really not anything to do with Harvest Church, really. It really deals with you. It really deals with the condition of our hearts. It it really deals with um, the blessing of the Lord that we want to be on our life. Harvest Church is going to be blessed regardless of you being a tither or not because this is God's house. The the very gates of hell will not prevail against it. Uh, so, So believe me, the intention of my heart is not that we would gain something from you. The intention of my heart is that I want something for you. And so this morning, if you would just consider becoming a tither and being obedient to this area of God's word, I'm telling you that the floodgates of heaven will open up over every area of your life where people say, man, I don't understand how you just heard that testimony. I don't understand how I paid off my house. I didn't have the money or the, but then God made a way some, he made a way somehow. I want you to know that God wants to make a way in your life as well. So would you be, consider becoming a tither and really honoring the Lord with the first fruits of your giving because God wants to add his protection over your life. He wants to bless you and he wants to keep you from evil. Will you bow your hearts with me again just one more time? Lord, I thank you for every person that is in this house. This, this sanctuary is filled with people that are tithers or maybe that some that are not tithers. But Lord, you're challenging them for more. You're challenging them to really be obedient in every area of our life. And so, God, I just pray that as we place you first, that we would see you come through in areas where it does not make any sense. God, I pray that as we 
tie, that you'll protect our hearts from ever turning away from you, that you'll protect our kids' lives from ever turning away from you, that you'll protect our family lineage from ever turning away from you. God, I pray that as we tithe, you'll protect us from having the enemy devour any parts of our life. The enemy comes to seek to uh, kill, steal, and destroy. And Lord, I pray that you would hold the enemy back and that as we're obedient to you, that the enemy will flee in every single area of our life. God, he's looking to devour our finances, but Lord, that's not going to happen because you're going to put a hedge of protection around our finances. The economy is not going to affect us. These interest rates are not going to affect us. Inflation is not going to affect us because Lord, you are doing a mighty work because of your protection that you're able to put over everything that we're about. And so Lord, I pray that you would put a, a block over the enemy being able to withhold anything. God, I, I pray that all the blessings that you want to bestow upon us, that there won't be any barriers that we would ever put over our own lives, but God, that you would move in our lives today in such a way that we could walk in the blessing of the Lord. We don't just want to be uh, sprinkled with blessings. We don't just want certain parts of our lives to be blessed. We want every area of our life to be blessed today. So Lord, I pray that we would remove any spiritual umbrella or any barrier over our life that we would be able to welcome and walk in the blessing of the Lord today. So God, thank you for blessing us with your presence. God, would you bless every single person here today. God, would you allow us to walk in favor with you, give us favor with man and with you, just like your word talks about. God, we thank you for your wonderful blessings that you want to give to us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said aloud, amen. Amen and amen. Would you give the Lord a great clap offering this morning if you learned something new about tithing or about giving? You're always amazing to be able to speak to. We thank you so much for your wonderful uh, influence that you make in people's lives, not only here, but in people's lives all around the world. God bless you, everyone. We love you so much, and we'll see you again next week. Walk in God's favor this week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless. God bless.